Welcome back to the Exit Interview Podcast, episode number five. And today is a very special episode because I am joined by my lovely girlfriend, Hannah Schleter, who is, she works within the LaunchNet department at a local college, Baldwin Wallace here in Berea, Ohio, and they help student entrepreneurs to become successful, to flesh out their ideas. Um, The program is doing some great, great things uh, as far as planting the seed for future entrepreneurs. And I think it just melds perfectly into what we're all about here. And I couldn't be more excited to get into it. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, so we have the pleasure to be joined with today, my very beautiful and lovely and talented girlfriend, Hannah Schleter. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. And uh, I will actually leave it up to her to introduce herself uh, because she is doing some great things with the local college here in Cleveland, Ohio, Baldwin Wallace University. And uh, it's very relevant to what we talk about here on the Exit Interview Podcast. Uh, But without further ado, I'll let her kind of describe the ins and outs and details about what she does uh, for her career. So I'll let her take it away. Yeah, thanks, TJ. Uh, So I run what's called the LaunchNet program out of Baldwin-Wallace University, as you said. And um, the LaunchNet program is responsible for helping student and alumni entrepreneurs kind of learn the basics of how to start something. So whether it's a business, a nonprofit, or even if they've never created an event or something of their own, um, I kind of give them advice on how to just start from the ground up. They might have an idea and I work with them on that idea to help them, you know, see it through or at least even just see how to get it started. Um, And it's part of the Center for Innovation and Growth at BW. Awesome, awesome. It's a great program. I, I, I love what, what the university and, and what you're doing uh, it, because I think it champions a lot of what we talk about. It's, you know, be in control of your own destiny. Uh, and if you're passionate about something, uh, would you say that a lot of these kids that you talk to, um, what, I guess, what age range are they at? What position in their career are they at? Uh, as far as starting their own business? Sure, so a lot of the people that I see on a regular basis are undergraduate students. Uh, So traditionally they're between 18 to 22. Um, Sometimes I get entrepreneurs who are, you know, a little further down the line in their careers and maybe just starting to think about entrepreneurship or they have an idea but really it's that you know young go-getter age um, they they come in wanting to start something but just have no clue how to do it um, so we're there just again to be kind of the sounding board to help them work through that process okay now would you say like what type of mindset are they in as far as why do they want to start their own business I mean have they gone through things in their past like have they had a full-time job before are they maybe sick of the grind and just go, you know what, I, I can I can do it a, a better way? Or is it that you, you maybe it's a new generation coming up that uh, maybe we're just kind of thinking differently nowadays and, and empowering kids at a younger age to, instead of kind of maybe take their lumps in corporate America, mm-hmm. to just jump out and say, you know what, no, I, I, we're going to skip that and I, I want to do something on my own. Which, 
what, what do you see more? Sure. So something I say a lot to our student entrepreneurs is it depends. Um, you know, some students just come in because they're excited about an idea and they just want to see where can I take this. Um, others have already started a part-time business while being a student and they just want to see where can I take this? What, what are my career opportunities uh, that I can explore as I've started this business? Whether it could be something as simple as you know, selling things on Etsy, or maybe they've done, you know, videos for friends or for class projects on the side, and they're like, I, I, I kind of want to do this for a full-time gig. How do I do that? Um, so I think, though, with, with undergraduate students in particular, they've seen success happen, quote-unquote, overnight, um, and they, they want a piece of that. They're excited by it, and a lot of the time when I visit classrooms, uh, students will tell me, I want to own something of my own. I want to be my own boss. I want to take charge of my own life. Um, and it's really exciting because, you know, they're seeing that they don't have to get a job right out of school, you know, to be happy. Um, a lot of them just want to know, what do I need to do to, you know, take my idea or to make my dreams happen on my own? Um, so again, just really depends on the student, their background, um, some of the questions that I ask them are, you know, have you had any family entrepreneurs or people who have owned businesses before? And a lot of the time they say, yes, I've had a, a parent or a grandparent or a sibling who started something. And so they're already familiar with that kind of go-getter attitude. Um, whereas some, they, they just have a great idea. They've never tried to make something of their own before and they just want to see where it goes. Okay, excellent. Well, let me ask you this, because I, I think that a lot of us are always struggling to find this or define this. What do you see most of what's indicative of a successful entrepreneur? Like somebody that comes to you with an idea, can you tell at an early stage whether they're going to be successful or not, or, or if they're just maybe testing out the waters? I mean, is there some kind of key indicator that you can look at and go, ooh, they're gonna make it, or ooh, and I don't know if they're gonna really do it. So it's funny that you mentioned that because um, the Launch That program is funded by the Burton D. Morgan Foundation, and their, their question to us is, you know, how can we measure the success of an entrepreneur? What makes up an entrepreneur? And we're trying to figure out exactly what that is. Um, you know, and, I, and a lot of my students sometimes ask, like, is this a good idea? Is this gonna make me money? But I think what it comes down to is just the attitude, right? You know, who has the grit, who has the determination, the motivation, who's open-minded to trying new things, who's not stuck in their ways. So the students that I work with that I see, or I believe to be most successful down the line someday are those that have that grit, that have that passion, that are willing to put in the 110%. And you can kind of tell, you know, when you're meeting with somebody, if they feel overwhelmed by all of that, you know, unknown, that uncertainty, versus the ones who just want to jump in and they just say, okay, what do I need to do? How do I make this happen? And, and sometimes they do realize it takes longer than, you know, blowing up on Facebook, going viral or whatever. Um, but it's that determination, that, that motivation, that drive, I think that really makes a successful entrepreneur. You know, I, I love that because and I think you hit on a key point there about patience and willingness to learn and even question your own findings because, you know, I look at it like everybody wants to have the right answer or wants to see something in black and white. They want to say this either works or doesn't, but we live in a very gray world and 
I, I would say the moment you have something figured out and you say, I have this solved, you're probably wrong. Because I, you always need to remain agile and you always need to be looking at the next thing coming down. I think that's what really defines a leader is somebody able to realize that they don't know everything and trust the people around them and, and be ever-changing. Do you see that a lot with the students you talk to? Or, or at least it, would you say, and I may have just reiterated your point, are those the ones that you see most successful? Sure. So because I've only been in the role a limited amount of time, um, you know, that's yet to be seen. But I think, you know, again, those who are most able to be open to, you know, all possibilities will probably be the most successful. And even if they end up starting something of their own, it doesn't work out. I think, you know, they're the ones that are going to have the drive to do great things, whether they're in their own company or working for a different organization. Um, so I say that ties in really well. That, I, I love that because that's exactly what goes to a lot about what I talk about, whether it be on you know this podcast or, or the other things that I post. And it's about learning from failure, embracing failure. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you're absolutely right. Whether they are successful in the venture that they're starting off with you uh, or say that fails, but guess what? They, they got a, a plethora of knowledge from that experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I just... That is so important and powerful for younger kids to realize that success doesn't happen overnight. Uh, I, I've touched on this and uh, somebody I follow a lot, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, as a lot of you guys know. Gary V. Yep, Gary V. <laughs> you know, he preaches it all the time. And I see so many, so many times, like if you watch clips of him at um, conferences, when you see these young kids approach him and talk about, you know, how stressed and, and freaking, they're, they're so nervous uh, that they're not where they're supposed to be in their career and they haven't found that success. And I can't help but kind of laugh a little bit because if they're 18 or they're 21 and they're like, Gary, I just, I'm doing everything. I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I'm not where I want to be. And everybody wants to be that Instagram star. Everybody wants to have that one thing that hits viral and just blows up. But we have to realize that doesn't happen for everybody. And for most of us, that will never happen. Sure. Well, and so our goal through LaunchNet is just to have an opportunity for students to practice those skills in entrepreneurship because, you know, we know sometimes it could be a dog eat dog world out there. And we, we're kind of like the safety net. We're there to help them fail and learn what failure is like. So, you know, even if their idea isn't successful in the long run, being able to learn what it means to fail and then take that information, learn how to pivot and change it or go a different direction, I think is really important because a lot of the time our students want to be told exactly what to do and they feel lost when it's up to them. So launch it as a place where they come and they can actually take the wheel and crash into a wall, <laughs> but someone will be there to make sure that they're okay. Um, and that's the other beauty of the program is it's meant to be at their own pace because obviously they're full-time students. They probably got an internship or a job or, you know, maybe they're in sports or other activities. So, you know, as hard as they work on their, their idea or their business, you know, they can take it as quick or as slow as they want. That's, yeah, I, I hear you a hundred percent. I think it's, phenomenal that your school and I know a lot of other schools are in this program around this area and I'm sure they're all over the country too you act would you say that you act as kind of like a safety net or maybe like a trial 
Like, how would you describe that? Because I, you put it in a very good way of the sense of there. It's like you're an incubator to mm-hmm. say, try these things out. If you fail, we're here to catch you. It's not the end of the world. And I think that in itself is great training and a great environment for, for kids uh, looking to make a splash in their careers. Yeah, so we're really fortunate. Um, in Northeast Ohio, uh, there are five LaunchNet schools. VW um, is one of them. There's Case, Kent State, John Carroll, and Lorain County Community College. And the cool thing about it is that you know, if I don't have an answer or a contact in my network, I can reach out to other LaunchNet schools that might have a contact, whether it's for manufacturing or maybe someone who knows something about patenting something. Um, but also, Northeast Ohio has a huge entrepreneurial ecosystem um, of support, and they want undergraduate students. They're looking to find ways to connect those undergrads into opportunities, whether it's tech transfer or you know developing a prototype. There's so many different things, and being in the LaunchNet program, uh, we try to connect them to those opportunities. Um, so I think it really is a place where you know students, but also alumni, can tinker, can play around, can get some guidance for free and, and confidentially um, to help, you know, again, be that safety net, be that place where if they're not sure where to go, they can turn to the program and, and seek some advice. That's great. That That is awesome. And I do want to uh, pivot just a little bit here mm-hmm. and maybe kind of backtrack on something that you did mentioned. mention. It's kind of relating to how you see business today and company culture today um, with the new breed, I guess I could put it, the new breed of entrepreneur coming up and their ability to pivot and change direction and just kind of be agile. Do you see that right now in, in our business landscape as far as just already established corporations and companies? I mean, do you see that a lot out there? Or is it, I mean, do you see some sort of shift happening, I guess? Sure. So I guess it just, again, depends on the organization. I think with the new generation coming up, they're all eager to, you know, perform and perform well. And I think, you know, people can become frustrated with the more stagnant cultures out there. So I think there's a lot of promise in, you know, the up and coming companies uh, you know, you have places like Thunder Tech who, you know, they close their offices on St. Patty's Day because, you know, that's something that's really special to the owners and they want their employees to go out and enjoy the day, not feel like it's just they have to go into work. Um, so I think that companies are becoming more mindful and the fact that there's all of these young, eager entrepreneurs or aspiring, aspiring entrepreneurs that want to, you know, not only take a job, but they want a job that's going to support their needs. If they're not going to, and if that's not available, they want to create it for themselves. So I think that, you know, while it might take time to get there, it is coming forward through the landscape. That, yeah, that's great. And I, I love how you put that uh, because it's a very important point to point out here that yes you know we do focus on entrepreneurs a lot but let's be clear too not everybody's cut out for for that type of path but it's important though for people to seek that comfortable that comfortability that that freedom you can achieve that with and I always say nine to five, and it may sound like I'm 
I'm not, you know, deeming that or, um, you know, villainizing that, I guess, by, by any means, because, yeah, having a nine to five working for somebody else is not a bad thing, especially when, you know, you like the company and they've created a great culture and, and all those things. So I, I just, I, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about this young generation coming up because I think that we value more than just the money, more than just certain things. You know, I think we, we value purpose a little bit more in, in this generation and we value freedom and just because we're realizing that what I mean, we're working the majority of our lives mm -hmm. in our job. Mm -hmm. So I'd say demand happiness out of whatever you do. You are basically defined by what you do. At least that's how I look at it. You are defined from what you do. And if you're not happy and you're not happy with what you're doing, make the change. So for entrepreneurs trying to make that change or to start their own dream, we can say, right? I mean, because that is, it's, we talked about it before, defining your passion. And maybe, would you say that the students that you talk to, have they defined their passion? Are you still kind of refining that when, when you talk to them? Right. I'd say it's a mix. Um, there are some that, you know, they know they want to be in a specific industry uh, or they want to have a certain profession that they do. Some just, you know, think they have a wonderful idea and they just want to say, where can I take this? Um, so just just kind of depends on on the person on where they are and um, especially if they're a freshman you know walking in my door they might still be discovering you know even what their major is let alone you know should I start a business someday so again I'm gonna default to it depends <laughs> on the situation okay and you know that's that's an important thing to point out is that we don't all have to have it figured out absolutely not right no, yeah no. Because... and I've had clients that you know they come in you know one month and they say I'm gonna be doing this idea and then that we talk it through you know where they are maybe set a timeline and then some time goes by and they come back and they're like not doing that idea anymore I found something else that I like and that's fine you know that's again part of the program for being there is so that they can you know play around with their ideas and you know figure out what works for them um, what they are passionate about um, I've had students who have changed majors or added a major or a minor because they want to focus in a different direction from when they've originally started that's awesome so so the idea that they have initially I mean it can evolve over time absolutely absolutely so what advice would you have? I mean, obviously you're giving advice to students all the time. Um, and I, I will just say you're giving advice to entrepreneurs. Uh, aside from, say, students just trying to figure it out, um, still pretty young, you know, not even knowing what they want to do as a major, what advice would you give somebody in a situation, say, that they are a little bit older, Maybe they have a nine to five. It is very much in the theme of, you know, kind of I think who we speak to here. What advice would you give to that aspiring entrepreneur that might not be in that college setting, might not feel like, like or maybe even say that the that learning phase has passed them by, mm -hmm. uh, where they're already maybe in a career that they've already picked and maybe they're not happy. What advice would you give to that person that, maybe wants to break free from that and do something completely different and it is along the entrepreneurial path. 
Sure. So first and foremost, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, even if it's a friend of a friend, a uncle or, you know, significant others relation, you know, there's opportunity everywhere. So even if you have a connection, no matter how weak of a connection you think you might have, um, you know, approaching people, picking their brains, just asking them to a coffee, um, that'll help you wrap your head around your idea a little bit more. Because a lot of the time, you know, when I, I talk to alumni who come in as well, they're unsure about themselves because they've had that certainty for so long, even if it's been for you know only five years out of college, um, they're used to that routine. And sometimes it's just encouraging them to you know just take one small step, just make one phone call to this person. Um, and if they don't know somebody, again, you know me reaching out to my networking uh, capabilities and just saying, hey, I got a guy or I got a woman that I know that's in this place, you should talk to them. And, and just taking small steps just to open your eyes up to what the possibilities are because you never know where that phone call could lead. And again, some peter out over time and they're like, you know what, I'm not ready to tackle this right now. But at least it gives them an idea of, oh, wow, I, I actually like really enjoyed that conversation or that was really easy just to ask somebody for a cup of coffee and just you know pick their brains for a little bit. So I think just reassuring them that it's okay to ask for help when they're unsure about something. Um, and especially too, if they're a little farther along in the trenches, uh, maybe they've had an idea, it's been a side gig for a while, but they're not sure where to go from here. It's just, okay, so what are your challenges right now? What are the things that you're most afraid of? And then what are your goals within you know that scope? And then we kind of dissect it a little bit by a little bit to get them more comfortable to see it all together and then try to come up with an action plan for them to address each issue or each possibility. I love that. I love that because it, it, it goes back to a, a point that maybe I mentioned before of uh, that any change is going to be uncomfortable. And I think we all are hesitant to maybe make a big change in our life because we feel like we're not ready. Um, but we're only going to make that change if we just act. And I think it's a balance between the two of just acting and having a plan. And you can take the two extremes of that saying, like, I see a lot of people that just take action, but no plan. And that can end disastrous. Or these people that have a plan, but they plan for years and years and years and then never take any action. Yeah, and there's this quote, and I wish I knew who came out with it first. So if anyone knows, please let us know. But it's, if you're ready, you're too late. Yes. You know, if you wait till mm -hmm. everything falls into place exactly, someone will have beat you to it or you will have missed an opportunity. So I think sometimes it's just... Again, whether they've had the, the nine to five for a while and they're looking to shift gears a little bit or if they're a student entrepreneur, it's just you know, encouraging them to take those little leaps, those small wins and help them build that confidence. So when it comes time to make those bigger changes, they feel more comfortable in that uncertainty. Absolutely. I think that goes back to what we were just talking about of it doesn't happen overnight. You got to take little baby steps to get there. So if you can kind of re reverse engineer maybe your big dreams and take them into little bite-sized actionable chunks and realistic goals, you'll eventually end up on the top of that mountain. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've had several students come in where they have maybe an event or a contest that they want to apply to. So we, we reverse engineer with that deadline and say, okay, so if you have to have this product or this, you know, whatever developed by this date, 
what has to happen before then? And so we talk through each of those steps. Okay, you have to have, let's just say it's, um, it's a video contest. Okay, so you have to have the finished video by this date. When you have to have the video done, when you have to have the editing done, when you have to do the shooting, like work it back and then go from there. And that helps them see the path that they can take um, to achieving that goal. And that's just one you know, small example, but we do that with a lot of different uh, clients that I talk with. Awesome. Well, you know what? I think that kind of covers a lot and that was a lot of information, a lot of great stuff there. I appreciate you joining me, sweetheart, sweetie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and and uh, you know what? I, I, I'm very happy about just everything that she's doing and the program that she's doing. And for all of you out there that you know, maybe are thinking about doing their own thing or not, just realize that, I mean, you have the power to make the change at any time. And I, I think the moral of it is whatever you want to do in this life, it's not unrealistic, only if you make it unrealistic. And even the biggest dreams, you can reverse engineer and take actionable steps. I think it's mindset and it's having a plan and, and taking action. Absolutely. And uh, this guy over here is definitely taking those steps. So watch out <laughs> for him. Um, but no, I think you're absolutely right. It just starts with taking those little steps. Wow. Thank you very much. Those are kind words. I appreciate you joining me. Of course. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here at the Exit Interview Podcast. I have been your host, TJ Shark. You can catch us every Tuesday discussing topics just like this in the future. Uh, so, you know, you can catch us on any of the major platforms, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I encourage you, please like, subscribe, uh, and we always want to hear new topics uh, anything that you'd like to discuss, whether you are an aspiring entrepreneur or maybe you're going through some things in your current career that you just want to discuss, we encourage it. Uh, I, I'm your career therapist here uh, and you know what? Let's just continue to chase those dreams and uh, make the most out of our lives here with our careers. So thank you again for joining us and until next time, see y'all later.